Hi, I'm Dustin. And I'm your patriotic boy, Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Oh, boy. Dun, dun, dun. Dustin, how you doing? How you doing? Steven. It's, uh, I'm doing okay. Hard. I'm hanging in there. It's Yeah, hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a, you know, stressful few weeks, but uh we're getting there. We're we're hanging in there. Can't wait for the next 36 hours to get over with. But um 36 hours what happens in 36 hours? Uh I believe uh somebody's getting on a plane and heading to Florida. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. Oh, that's cool. I hope that person has a lot of fun in Florida. You know, they got pretty great weather. It's nice. It's sunny. Disney World's down there. Uh, Lots of beaches. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if I had to jump on a plane and fly anywhere right now, Florida would be pretty high on that list. So, you know. That's why we're going to Florida. Yeah. My my family and I, we're going down to Florida. 36 hours. And, uh, yep, soaking up some sun, getting some rays. Got us a nice little Airbnb down there. I love to hear it. I'm glad you adhered to my no politics policy for this uh, this week of the podcast. Yeah. yeah we can't afford yeah. to lose more listeners, or can we? Or can or we? Or can we? Oh. We love all listeners. Yeah. Especially ones who don't support treason. So, hey. Oh. oh. Dustin. Ready. We don't have any follow-up this week. Does that feel good, man? Does that feel good? There's like no garbage that like... we have to take out this week at all. And by garbage, I mean like yeah, things yeah. that we said that were really incorrect in our last episode, which usually one of us does more of than the other, I think, feel like. So so does that mean everything we said in the last episode is 100% correct? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I mean that I mean that would be the opposite of what you're if we don't have anything too correct that means everything is correct or it just means nobody had the guts to call us out on what we said that was wrong so so can we just real quick before we get too far in is the beard working for you your beard or is it not working my beard you always have sort of a something going on on your face you know what doesn't like I gotta say when I look at your face right now I think like that is a boy who's proud of himself. I might almost refer to him as a proud boy, you know? Um, so you just got to ask yourself, do you want to look like a proud boy or do you not have pride in yourself, you know? Well, so my, my thought was, since I am somebody who can't grow facial hair very well, is I would just grow it excessively for a long period of time. And then once it got to a point where it resembled a beard, mm-hmm. I would go to a barber and have him like clean it up and shape it up. But the more I look at it, for those who like tune into this on YouTube, you'll see it's like, it's just patchy as hell. I'm going to take a still frame from this and that's going to be the cover image. So everybody will get to see your patchy as hell beard. Let me get my good side. This is not the still frame. You think I'm going to pick a still frame where where you're posing? I'm just... (laughs) Are you I'm just looking staying like this relatively the whole good. Time. 
Dustin. Relative. That might be the nicest thing you've said to me. It's just relative in comparison to how you're going to look the rest of the episode. I mean, that's not that nice, is it? Oh. Dustin McKibben, relatively good. As long as he's not your relative. It's good. Mm. Uh, Dustin, what are you drinking tonight? You drinking anything over there, buddy? So I am not drinking anything because I'm going to be in Florida in a few weeks. And so I'm doing like a fast. But you actually are going car. to Florida. Yeah. This is a podcast about honesty, Steve. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you think I belittle and befool you. Well, it's just people who um, are about to fly to Florida. <laughs> Usually those people have like a, a history of lying for, say, the past four or five years. Uh, no, I don't know anything about those people. Cool. But um, I wish I could be as tan as most people that would be going <laughs> to Florida in the next 36 hours. But um, no, I, I'm trying to get into a shape that will fit back into my swimsuit. Um, so yeah, no alcohol for me this evening because I have 36 hours to drop five pounds. That's... Or 10 five words and wow 36 hours for that that's yeah. tough but that's tough i don't know if you're gonna be able to do that yeah they make pills now you just take these pills and it all just melts that away. sounds very dangerous i think they're called reverse elsa reverse olaf something like that reverse olaf <laughs> Let it melt, let it melt. You're going to melt anyway. Wow. Wow. Thanks yeah. for asking, Dustin. Um, I'm drinking a Gulo Gulo <laughs> Bud Light from the Wolverine State Brewing Company. That is a fine Michigan beer, you know? Fine, gave fine up on Michigan he beer. has given up on Indiana. Uh, these are leftovers from Christmas. I got to drink them up because I'm supposed to be on a diet with Jen right now. Shh. Shh. Don't tell her. Shh. I'm not, I'm not supposed to drink alcohol for the next 22 days because of this diet that we started this morning. Same so. here. Same yeah. here. So, wink, wink. I'm not drinking tonight. We recorded this two nights ago, I believe. You'll find. And I already cheated and went out to one of those like bars that has like the igloo set up. And they had a pumpkin old-fashioned. Ooh. You can't say no to that. Yeah. Well, what was funny is like they had all these like fall things on the menu. Mm-hmm. And so like I told the waiter, I'm like, man, did like COVID really hit you hard where like you just have all this leftover pumpkin stuff. And so you're like, screw Christmas. We're just doubling down on the fall and menu. And he pointed up to like the sign and the place is called like the big pumpkin. And then it got, <laughs> just got real awkward. No, it was just, it's like a normal like distillery. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, it's like no like peppermint or like holiday drinks it's all like you know even like the dinner was like autumn squash ravioli winter vegetables like yeah okay so yeah i guess i was just expecting you know but never nonetheless it was a delicious pumpkin old-fashioned Were i they had like four pumpkin of them. four four yeah, they were delicious this is why you can't drink with me via the internet because you're too busy drinking in real life Jeez, four drinks. I can't remember the last no, time I, I did four drinks in one night. It, I can't remember the last time. I just knew that we had a designated driver. And, nice. Um, I knew that uh, we had to, so like, when you get one of these igloos, you have a drink minimum, 
Like you have to spend so much <laughs> like, in order hey, to like nobody else worry about that. I got the Trickvinone cover right here. Oh, I just Beat I was like with a bunch of people that I'd never been out with, and I was just like you know, you know, celebrating like Luke's birthday with his brother and brother in law, and I'm just like. There might be the kind of guys who just get like one beer each. It's like a big unmasked COVID super spreader party. Super spreaders. Glad to know you're taking this whole thing seriously still. Keeping it safe. Hey, COVID only spreads spreads when you're like standing and like not at a table with drinks. That's what these bars tell me. I don't know. I heard reports that it could spread like if you were maybe down on the floor in the Capitol building around other people or something like that. You know, I just, there are different situations and scenarios where it could spread. Yeah. It's not just standing. Sometimes it's when you're laying or, you know, um, wishing that you were maybe in a safer place and then you get it from a Republican congressman. I'm, I mean, that's just something I've heard that could happen. I don't know how it happens for everyone thought, else, but that's something I've heard. I thought for sure I caught it this week, though. You were like, on the floor sure with a Republican congressman this week? <laughs> no, I was actually uh, photographing a house, and the homeowner was following me around. Had a, I had a mask on. Homeowner did not. He's following me around with like, his coffee, and he's like coughing constantly as he's following me around shooting this house, talking to me, I'm trying to be polite and talk back, but like trying to hurry through this house. And at the end, um, like I'm thinking to myself, like, shit, I need to sleep in the basement tonight. Like, this is it. I've got it. This guy's been hacking on me the whole time. And his wife's like, Oh, you've probably been wondering why my husband's been like coughing like crazy. And I'm like, COVID. And she's like, no, he had COVID back in like, uh, around Halloween and he's just not been able to shake this like cough. Oh, I was really hoping she was going to say something like he's actually testing out a new product. He's an inventor. It's called the backpack bong. (laughs) Yeah. It hides really, really secretly underneath your shirt along your back and uh, you can just get ripped all day long. He wanted to see if uh, you would pick up on the fact that he was just puffing cotton behind you the whole time. They're gonna say like the coffee cup bong, and it's like, why would that make him off his coffee cup? Why would that make him cough? I'm trying to give a plausible <laughs> reason for why he would be coughing the whole time. He's just back there, like getting stoned out of his mind, right behind you. Mm, yeah, and you would be like, but COVID be damned. Let me take a hit of that. <laughs> COVID be damned. But. I don't know if you if you and Jen ventured out at all, like to a restaurant or bar. Uh, no, no. Uh, the, <laughs> I can I can't remember the last time we went to a restaurant or bar. We might have to do something for Ian's birthday is coming up, and he's just it's very sad this year, very lonely because he doesn't get to go to school and see his friends. So we're trying to find a way to do something that is safe and fun. See, Corinne is now fully vaccinated, so we are starting to feel a little bit safer. There's still the whole me part of the mm-hmm. equation, but um, but we're still we're starting to feel like, uh, which is the only reason she let me plan this Florida trip. Yeah, so, so Corinne's just at the bars, just ripping shots. Oh no, she didn't go with me. <laughs> he but, left her. Um, home. But she knows that, like, if I bring it home now, at least, like, she won't get it. And my grandma is getting vaccinated next week. 
So she will be fully vaccinated by the end of February. So starting to see the silver lining. Have you, um, let's, let's move into our topics now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, away topics, from all this chit chat and stuff. Jeez. What are we friends? Sorry. I haven't talked to you in like four um, weeks. Speaking of vaccinations and stuff. Uh, have you had any new cancellations? Uh, new cancellations? Yeah. No. Had new bookings. Nice. But no new cancellations. Yeah, we're sitting at like 32, maybe 35, somewhere mm-hmm. in their weddings for next for this year. I keep saying next year. It's this year. We are in 2021. 2020 closed. All of our weddings from now until like June have contacted us to say that because the vaccination rollout has not gone well. They have decided to push back their weddings. And we are dealing with a whole new wave of reschedules now because our, uh, let's just say the, the person flying down to Florida in a few days did such a poor job managing vaccine rollout. That's not um, me. That not me. it has left a lot of people. There are people who have gotten a first dose and were thinking they would get a second dose only to find out that there is no reserve of vaccinations for the second dose that they uh, were supposed to be getting. And there's just like a lot of crazy stuff going on. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's been a cluster cast here in America. Indiana, Indiana has been one of the top states for vaccine distribution. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe it's good to have a competent authoritarian in the uh, White House alongside the incompetent authoritarian. So, for your state's benefit. Well, it's the, isn't it down to the Department of Health as to like how the <laughs> vaccine is? We're getting down is a it, really political yeah. rabbit hole here. <laughs> for We're trying to talk about how this podcast. is affecting weddings and photography and work. No, I, so. I mean, we're still getting the question every uh, client meeting, um, the old like, so what's your COVID policy? Like if I decide to cancel or reschedule due to my hangnail, I mean my COVID. Um, so we just tell them, you know, we work with you as much as we can. Obviously, we're not going to say like, well, screw you. If you book with us, we're going to screw you. Um, so we just kind of tell them that, if they decide to reschedule and we're not available, like Corinne and I will be shooting separately in order to accommodate the rescheduled date. And it is what it is. And so far, everybody's been totally cool with it. Nice. Is that is that how many you're up to with some of your couples? Like they're on like their fourth reschedule? Yeah. yeah. At what point do you just say like, let's just fucking elope? Like, let's just, like, this is God saying, like, maybe a 400-person reception wasn't what you needed. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've done a few elopements. We had, a, I've, I've done two just recently, like, uh, end of December, beginning of January. Those were nice, man. Those were surreal nice. One was, like, a legit elopement. The couple was, um, they're from India, and they both live in indianapolis now i know crazy right (laughs) ironic from india to indiana um but they best indian food you can nope (laughs) 
there's some okay places though. Uh, but they, they wanted to like go back to India for their wedding and everything. And obviously they can't because of COVID. So they decided to just elope here in Indiana before the end of the year. And so December 23rd, two days before Christmas, I was shooting an elopement in downtown Indy and it was just the couple and then, uh, their wedding celebrant officiant and me. And that was it. Josh Withers. No, no he's in Australia. They're not letting people just like willy nilly fly betwixt the countries right now. I thought maybe he had like a travel pass with like wedding celebrant status. <laughs> They're like the kind of Josh Withers, the Australian all. man who lives in an Australia, which has had very few COVID cases. Then they're just going to be like, yeah, no, 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 go ahead, go to the USA. They're falling apart. Everything's terrible over there. And then come right back to Australia. Bring it back. You think that's what's going to happen, Dustin? As long as he wears a mask. <laughs> right? Right? That solves it all. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no. Doesn't it? No? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But doesn't guess, uh, guess what camera I used for that elopement? Um, I think you said you were shooting film. Maybe like a Mamiya or a Hasselblad? No, no, no. No, why Fuji? would you say that? No, I'm leading you Leica? here, Dustin. Come on. Don't you, you come on. Could, definitely could not have been a oh, Sony. Yeah. You, you and a Sony on the pony? Yeah. yeah. No, I shot the uh shot almost the entire elopement with the Sony pony. And now, ladies and gentlemen, there will be a lot of Canon gear hitting Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, this next elopement I did in January, I was doing video. So Sony Pony all day, all day for that one. Sony yeah. Pony Jabroni. No, dude, it was good. It felt good. I liked being on that pony. So what lenses are you rocking with that uh, Sony? Just the 50 millimeter that I bought to go with it. Which one did you get? Just the one yeah. Oh, it's like the worst it one is. of the bunch. Yes, it is. I agree. <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to go uh, all in. I didn't know, um, if we were ready to like go in on Sony yet or not. And so went for the cheap one. Luke shoots, Luke shoots with the 55 uh, and, yuck. um, they said that, well, cause like the one I have, like the 50s ice is like super, ex- like know. that's the, the best. Yes. And that one's crazy expensive. Is that the G Master or the Zeiss? Uh, I have the Zeiss. But the, uh, I'm sure there is a G Master at this point, right? See, G Master has been like super slow to roll out. So like Zeiss rolled out a ton of solid glass, like right out the gate. And then Sony's been like, oh, we can make some money off our own glass. Call it. G Master. The size glass is Sony glass. It's native glass. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like they have Zeiss lenses and G yeah, Master lenses. Like they are two different lines of lenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Zeiss lenses tend to be a little bit more video centric in terms of like having the declicked aperture oh, yeah. ring mm. on the on the lens. For those that are into oh, that. Oh, baby, you know I'm into that. And for and for the just I want to put this out there, a little PSA, because I've shot with a lot of people who shoot with Sony and have these declicked aperture rings. Uh for those of you who don't know, that means you can like change the aperture right on oh, the lens. Yeah. And 
And on that lens, for those of you who don't like to do that, like me and are like old school and change the aperture, or I shouldn't say really old school, more like new school, because that's how you used to change the aperture. Uh, But like your camera body, like be able to change the aperture and the shutter speed right on the camera body. If you go to A on your Mm -hmm. lens, that gives the camera control of the aperture. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to do that? Whereas like I've shot... I've shot with several people that didn't know you could do that. But why would you want to do that? Uh, because it's just, you're used to that. If you shoot Canon or Nikon before going to Sony. Yeah. And because it, almost every other lens doesn't do that. Yeah. But I guess if you're like a Steve Van Elk shooter who shoots pretty much with the 50 all day, all day long. Every day. I shot an engagement yesterday with the 50 and the, and, and the Sony as well. Yeah, there you go. I mean, there's nothing wrong. The 50 on the Sony, especially with the low light beast mode that it has, and combine that with like a one eight aperture. I mean, just really no need to change it up. But I do like the compression that like a one thirty five gives you. So I typically typically like to pair a fifty or a thirty five with a one thirty five. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. That's just me, a professional yeah. photographer. Um, I like to usually rock up with like what, a 35, what, a 50, and a 70 to 200, personally. But that's but just me. But you don't me. own any of Not those. Not for the Sony. So... <laughs> I have all those for the Canon. No, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying mm-hmm. to get more used to using the Sony, because uh, I want to want to feel as at home on it as I feel on the Canon stuff. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, are you thinking about getting this Sony 35 1.4 G Master lens? Mm, that new one that was just released? I would love to get that. Yeah. Oh, that one. No, I mean, it looks beautiful. And I've seen, like, the comparison pictures between it and the other 35s, and those look beautiful. So, yeah, I, I'd be down for that. I have the Sony 35 1.8, which, for the money, is probably one of my favorite mm-hmm. lenses. Uh, it's so cheap. It's so light. Um, it's why I switched to Sony in the first place for, was for that light, uh, camera system. And it sort of like embodies that I kept going back and forth. I was going to get the Zeiss 1.4, 1. 1.8, whatever the Zeiss yeah. one was, which is, about, I think about the same price as this G master one. Um, but it's so long and heavy. It's not quite as heavy as the Sigma, but it's just like a lot of glass. And I watched about probably 20 different comparison videos on YouTube. And it was just like, everyone was like, why would you spend the extra money when this lens is so good? But that's my two cents. Yeah, what do I but, know? Uh, speaking of cameras and uh, what's selling and um, what people are into buying, everyone's down this last year. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you guys knew that there's like a pandemic on and like people didn't have as much income as normal, but apparently one of the things that people don't buy during that time is cameras. And so, uh, Japanese retailers have been putting out, uh, what the sales have been like for them and Nikon, Sony and Fujifilm, like all the like big brands are all really far down and, did not meet projections at all, but there's one camera company that has been exceeding projections, and that is Canon. 
specifically like a oh specifically the canon r5 that camera that overheated and everybody was like oh man canon sucks they made a camera that overheats all the time um that is specifically topping the sales charts at like retailers in japan for 2020 it was like the the biggest best-selling camera that came out oh don't you love that don't you love we we need to find a way to make our podcast overheat (laughs) Oh, it gets hot in oh, here, yeah. Steve. Spicy per se. How do how, uh, wait, but, how so do we like, get our that, podcast hotter? Do we need to do like more sex talk? Should I wear like a lower cut top when we're doing like the video stuff? Like a, or? Like a deep yeah. V, like a deep. I can v. get like a corset and go like Bridgerton and like do like the thing where I like try to lift my boobs and give myself an hourglass like shape, you know? Uh, or we could just talk like the Bridgertons, Master Van Elk. Never again. You may call me Never again. Duke no. Dustin. No. Duke Dustin of Fort Wayneton. I do not like you calling me master anything. That's that's not great. Mm-mm. Get over here, Stephen. I hate every bit of this. <laughs> every bit of this. <laughs> so was that sales chart, was that purely on Japanese sales or was that globally? Purely Japanese retailers. So what that makes me think is like Japanese people are like, wow, people in the U.S. are a bunch of whiners. Like, get over this overheating. Like, who cares? Like, the camera's great. Like, stop whining. That's the. <laughs> I, th- I think the overheating thing's a real issue if you wanted to shoot 8K raw all the time. Um, but for like normies like you, me, who are not going to be shooting 8K raw all the time, it's probably just a fine camera that worked really well. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why you switched to Sony. Yep. <laughs> I switched to Sony because you can write to two SD cards at the same time while shooting video, which is what I did while shooting video at my elopement. It was amazing. I got home and I was like, amazing. wait, I have two SD cards that both have all the footage I shot today. And I was like, I've shot for Dustin so many times. He has this camera. Why doesn't he ever do this? Because Dustin has shot Sony now for going on two years and never lost That's anything. not true. You have lost things, Dustin. You've told us on the not podcast due to that you've cards lost things. going bad. I've lost cards. Yeah, and if you just had two cards, it'd be even harder. It'd be twice as hard to lose. Think about it. But the card I lost last year wasn't in a, even in a Sony camera. The second shooter I had was shooting on a lumix another camera that can shoot to two cards thank you can an s1 shoot to two cards you just said a lumix i don't know what panasonic panasonic lumixes and the uh sony like the newer sony cameras shoot to two cards see news to me <laughs> didn't know didn't know stevie poo <sighs> but even if he had he lost his whole card wallet so it wasn't yeah, like but he if just he like had two cards, he like would have given you one card in that wallet and kept the other card for himself. Or maybe he puts the other card in a different wallet. So, so the the problem seems to be the wallet, not the card. Yeah, the problem the seems to be that there is only one card. That is what I am holding to. No, he shot to two cards, just one for most of the day and one. For oh the my gosh, it's so not I, the same thing, and you know it. 
<laughs> you can know, get like a 128 gigabyte good. SD card now for 20 bucks most days. Like, there's no That's reason not to buy <laughs> a ton of cards. This is frustrating. The principal thing. I know. I love watching you get red. You're like a darn Trump supporter. Speaking of of Trump supporters, um, Dustin, did you hear about what happened at our Capitol building here in in the United States of America? Uh, It was something like they're going to make an announcement where they're going to take your firstborn and send them into a Hunger Games. Yeah. Was that was that what it's? Yeah, what I already it's signed Ian up. He's on his and way. Then, He's training right now. <laughs> because since like all of our weddings are canceling yeah. for this year, they're going to have to like feed us and give us mm-hmm. rations, and our rations are going to be based on our performance in the yeah. Hunger Games that's dictated by the Capitol. And apparently, you have to wear fur and horns uh, to compete. Absolutely. So what I really wanted to talk to you about was there was a photo of one of the rioters, one of the uh, treasoners. How are we talking about the insurrectionists? There's a photo of one of the insurrectioners. Is that the opposite of an erectionist? I didn't have a boner the entire time I was watching people storm the Capitol. Did you have a boner when you were watching that? Uh, I don't believe I did. (laughs) Let's go back to the tapes. Let's check. Let's check. Dustin, pull up some of the parlor tapes right now and just just see what it does for you over there. Oh, man, this podcast is getting hot again. Getting spicy. There's one photo of one insurrectionist, and he was stealing a podium and running out of the Capitol building with the podium. And the photo was taken by Getty. And when it was shared online, it had... Underneath it, via Getty, you know, from 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 Getty Images, and uh, right, people who are not photographers saw that and assumed that the man in the picture was named Via Getty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which that's why I thought about changing my Instagram handle to Via Getty, <laughs> and just like trying to take credit for like. So many famous historical photos. Yeah, that'd be great. Get on it. Come on. Arrest via Getty. (laughs) But we got more news about uh, people breaking the law. Um, Dustin, there is a daredevil photographer who has been running around kind of terrorizing the scene. He's been breaking into places. Um, taking pictures and uh guess what they got him they got him boys that's right yeah so uh isaac wright a 25 year old u.s army veteran has uh been running an instagram account called drifter shoots where he breaks into places that you're not supposed to be allowed into normally and takes photos there so um some of the places he's broken into are like the uh great american ballpark he also threatened to break into the Bengals stadium and um he took pictures on oh shoot like a giant suspension bridge in michigan and he climbed up on top of some skyscraper in atlanta georgia and just has been doing all these very dangerous like city like sort of shots and like 
getting up to places where he shouldn't be. And um, they issued a warrant for him in Cincinnati and they finally caught up to him and uh, took, took, took him down, arrested him in Arizona. So Dustin, what, what do you think about that? How, how, how does that make you feel? Um, I guess I never realized he was doing this stuff illegally. I've always thought his photos were like super like nauseatingly cool. I think there's like also somebody in like Russia or something. This is a trend. Something... People do this like all over. Okay. Yeah. I've seen like a few different like thrill seekers, uh, doing this, but I didn't realize we had like a Midwest. Of course, of all the ones to get caught, it would be this like... <laughs> midwestern guy yeah yeah they said they i just just goes to show you like what people will go to for an instagram like one this has to be one of the people that like shit the bed when instagram's like so we're getting rid of the like counter and he's like no i literally almost kill myself for these likes he's like i'm switching to tiktok yeah so apparently he was a uh, he was discharged from the U.S. Army from the SEER school, which stands for Survival, Evasion, Resistance, and Escape. And uh, he's been on the run for a month now since being identified. And when police caught him in Arizona, they surrounded his car with rifles and handguns drawn. And a police helicopter was circling overhead. All because he took photos in places where he shouldn't have been. They charge him with a burglary, but it doesn't ever say that he stole anything. I thought burglary, you had to steal stuff, but they charge him with burglary and trespassing. I could see the trespassing. Yeah. But what would be funny is if the truth comes out that really all of this shit is like done on a green screen and he's actually just like buying like these stock photos of like s- cityscapes and stuff and like he's a mad photoshop wizard. Mm-hmm. I love that your I your mean, mind is immediately going to how can we keep this man out of jail this man who is breaking the law. Well, you're trying I mean, to find this to say that's what I would do if I was his attorney. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I was caught evading the police for a month. Um, I would just say, Oh, I was evading you police officers because I green screened all this. I didn't actually do these, these things, but I couldn't let my followers know. Remind me if I was, if I'm ever captured by the police to never ask for your legal advice, Dustin. Uh, if you're caught by the police, the first thing you should do is call me for my advice. So you could record it and release it on this podcast. Because you would be the kind of guy that's like, no, I don't need an attorney. I feel like the police have my best interest at heart. Um, They definitely want to see me, you know, set free if they made a mistake. Don't they? Do they? Uh, we'll, we'll post a link to the story. Um, it's on Petapixel and F-Stoppers and a few other places, but uh, they got like links to his Instagram. It really... They are spectacular photos that he was taking at all these different places, um, which we don't condone in any way, shape, or form because it was illegal. But they're really cool. (laughs) They're pretty cool. Dustin, on that note, we need to head on over... Oh, you want to talk about Clubhouse? Clubhouse? Okay, tell me. 
I just joined. Me, uh, what are your Finally, thoughts about Van uh, Clubhouse, the new social media app that everybody want to get a piece of? So famous photographer Stephen Van Elk finally me. invites me to the most prestigious, uh, not prestigious, secretive, mysterious, elusive app, social media app in the world called Clubhouse. <laughs> and I wanted nothing to do with this. And I got sick and tired of people posting on facebook and instagram about like yo who's on clubhouse join my room in clubhouse join my room in clubhouse bro it about to get lit let's start an invite train um and then i started to get a little worried over the last few days seeing photographers i know saying that facebook or instagram had like deleted their account for like no reason whatsoever unrelated um, and so i was like Unrelated, but I was like, maybe I should look into other social media platforms just these, to see what's going on These people who said that their Facebook or Instagram had been deleted, are these the same people who are posting saying like, get on Parler as quickly as possible to reserve your name? Uh, Sam, did Sam Hurd say that? <laughs> Wait, what? Because <laughs> his IG got swooped off. No, no. Show me, show me this story. Is this a Patreon drive of his? Like everything else he does? No, Google it, brah. Sam heard. I am the Sam at Instagram. He be gone. Wow. Dustin, why didn't you lead with this? This is actually like a cool, interesting news story. We could have skipped all the other shit we were talking about. A lot of prominent photographers' pages have just been taken down. Um, so it's, uh, sort of interesting. It's sort of scary, um, because these are people who have worked really hard. Um, so he started like a secondary account just so he could have interaction. Um, but yeah, he said he's like, I followed him on Facebook and he was saying that like, there's been zero recourse from Instagram. It's like, they don't even care. And that's sort of the most interesting part of it is that like, if you're, like you're investing all of this time and energy into your account and like something happens to it, whether it be through Instagram or through a hacker or whatever, it's like poof, all of that work is just gone. So if I could put a little business advice out there for someone, if there's like a way to like back up your Instagram account, I don't know if that's a thing or it could be a thing, um, but that would be clutch. Like, obviously, you couldn't, like, back up your followers, but, like, at least, like, back up the years of, like, photos and posts and stuff. Man, that's, wow. Oh, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like we've said on this podcast before, this is why you need to have a website and you can't rely on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or any other social media place for your marketing and everything but this also feels real weird i mean jeez yeah and i think that's kind of plays into my anxiety because of like what's going on in the world right now and um the stuff happening with like certain people being booted off twitter and you know big tech like controlling what people are saying and then like which is like, that's a whole different conversation. But then like people I know that are just like photographers, like getting their accounts taken offline. 
of all you know this week of all weeks so it's just like i don't know it's just weird and he lives in the like baltimore virginia area i think what dustin is saying which is something we can all get on board with is we want to see the location data from sam's phone on january 6th i feel like that's what's going on here (laughs) sam heard this is steven dustin we are we've had pizza with you we we consider you a friend who well i don't think you consider us you literally have a picture you have a picture behind you taken by Sam, Sam Hurd. I'm just, I'm, I'm putting it out there. You know, come on our podcast, clear your name. Were you in the Capitol <laughs> building? Were you posting to your IG photos from inside Nancy Pelosi's office? Sam Hurd. Were you wearing horns and fur? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are the, the, the questions I have for Sam now. <laughs> Sam Hurt, were you posting fake news about the election? Were you saying that Dominion cheated to get Joe Biden elected? Were you saying that Joe Biden is actually uh, a a a Chinese sleeper agent? Um, Sam, I just need to know which things you were obviously saying that got you kicked off of the Instagram platform. That would be great. Thank you so much. Please reach out to us. <laughs> yes. Sam, Ditto. is there multiple photos of you in a MAGA hat <laughs> that we can find online? Oh, it's probably been wiped too. <laughs> got wiped on his Instagram, got wiped. Hope nobody got a screenshot of that. <laughs> oh. Uh, pause for. Epic photoshopping. All right. Upload to wedding photo hangover Instagram stories. Waiting right. to watch Sam Hurd block us both on Facebook. <laughs> Cancel friendship and block. Okay. Well, that was fair. Um, uh, so what, what, what are your thoughts on Clubhouse? We digress a little there. Uh, this new raging app. Clubhouse is the best place for photographers like our friend Sam Hurd to go after they've been deplatformed for their political beliefs and for possibly being inside the Capitol building. (laughs) If you (laughs) were inside the Capitol building on January 6th, Clubhouse is the best place for you to go because your parlor is now gone. Um, Sorry. I thought it was back up. Now. Oh, is it back up? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. It is move. back up, and it's now on the same like servers as a bunch of terrorist organizations' websites. So, yeah. Nope. Nope. Just kidding. It's oh. back down. Oh, they didn't like the press that they're on the same. Uh, they were being hosted by the same people who host Hamas. Oh, is Clubhouse on there yet? <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, if you guys want to meet me and Dustin, we're going to be on Clubhouse tomorrow. Whenever you listen to this, we will be on the next day in a room called Get Us Sam Hurt's Capitol Building Footage. <laughs> wow, we're wow, going to hell. some gauntlets being thrown down <laughs> by Stephen Van Elk. I want nothing to do with this. Oh, nothing to do with this. It's okay to joke about this because everybody he... knows it's not true, but... <laughs> Or is it? Or is Isn't it? it though? 
or is um, just saying we can't check his feed. To I don't. Know. I, don't uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with Clubhouse. I don't like Clubhouse. Um, personally, <gasps> do you like Clubhouse? That's like you invited me to the okay, Clubhouse. Okay, okay. Let me get like, your thoughts, your uh, baby thoughts on Clubhouse. As somebody who just got invited. I mean, I haven't partaken in the clubhouse yet. I went to the Um, church, but I didn't take communion. Is that what you're trying to tell everybody right now? I didn't drink Jesus' blood and eat his body. Nom, 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 but. Cannibalism. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah. Catholics. Yeah. Vampirism. Um, (laughs) We're not weird. Uh, Anyways, just lost... 0.3% 0.3% of our listeners, but <laughs> that's okay. We'll get them back on clubhouse. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't really know anything about clubhouse, like how I can use it, what I can use it for. I literally, I just logged in. I got my username, uh, Steven Van Elk, Magna three, three, three and Magna that's, Magna. You put an N in there. I thought it was cooler yeah. that way. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. I love it. Yo, what up? Yeah. It's me, your boy, Steve Mag- Van Elk Magna. I thought, I thought I like, what is lava? It's magma, but I couldn't spell it right at the time, so it came out magna. You know how it is. Steve out. <laughs> That's how we do. So, for those out there who don't know what Clubhouse is, because they have yet to receive an invitation, Steve, walk us through exactly what it is. Clubhouse is like podcasts, but But without form and factor. Yep. (laughs) Wow. Have you been reading my mind? That's what I was going to say. Um, so it's, clubhouse is a place where you can go and you can jump into a room with people and then, um, people have a discussion and people lead the room. So it's, it's kind of like being on a zoom call and, uh, just, there's no video. Uh, no, no, what, what it's the, the way you're describing it, Steve, it's like this thing zoom that call, I no they video. should always invent called chat rooms. Um, yeah, it's like an AOL chat room where people right. could like, got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the guy from AOL was like, Hey, I think it's finally time for me to re-release my brilliant idea called chat rooms, which really led to like child pornography. But wow. I think we can, uh, wow. And you said but my hot take it- on why Sam heard might be <laughs> off Instagram was explosive and uh, totally uncalled for. Wow. I made some of my That's best how, like, friends. In junior high, in AOL chat rooms, after I sent them a few dick pics. <laughs> well, that's kind of I'm what joking. was happening oh my with those chat rooms. Oh. Yeah, you proved my point. That's why the guy from AOL obviously made a audio-only <laughs> version of this app. Didn't want anyone sending pictures or even typing. Wow, like emojis. Um, it was just purely yeah. your voice. You have to make those dick pics now orally. Okay. So Clubhouse is it's similar to podcasting in that you join into a room and you can listen to people have a conversation. 
in that room. Uh, the the big differences are that you can also join the conversation if the speakers allow you to join. So it's kind of like a Zoom call where you join and you might be put on mute by whoever's running the Zoom call, but then they can elevate you to the status of a speaker and then suddenly you have a voice. Um, so that's like a cool thing that people are doing there. And um, then the other thing is like uh, once you're in there, once you're like in the call, um, it's like if you leave and the call ends, there's no recording of it. So it's like immediate. It's live. You got to be there. If you're not there, you're missing out, you know? So it, it's got that stuff going for it. But like the flip side, the flip side, why I hate it is because um, <laughs> I do hate it. It's because <laughs> it's live and you have to be there. And I don't want anybody commandeering my time throughout the day. One of the reasons why I love podcasts and I love audiobooks is because I can pick that up and I can put it down whenever I want. And uh, I don't really want... There are ways for me to participate in podcasts, not in audiobooks, obviously, but in like podcasts, I can reach out to the people who are running the podcast. I can send them a DM. I can say, hey, what's up? I can join their Facebook groups, um, you know, and there are ways that I can like connect with people in those groups. And so I feel like for me, the whole like being a part of a community thing is already fulfilled uh, as far as that kind of stuff goes. But I see why a lot of people love this because, um, getting into a clubhouse room is kind of like, um, if, if you get into a clubhouse room and like you raise your hand, there's like a little hand emoji and you press that down and it shows your hand is being raised. So the person controlling the room can then give you the ability to speak and stuff. Um, so like you do that and then like you're talking to whoever's running the room. So like one of the people I've noticed who's been doing a lot of clubhouses is um, Benji Heish. Is that how you pronounce his name? I'm not sure certain how to pronounce it, but he, he's been doing a lot of clubhouses and I notice a lot of people follow him on Instagram, Twitter and everything, you know, and a lot of people are very excited to get into his clubhouses because they want to be able to talk to him in a live setting while he's talking to them about something. So most of the photography rooms that I've seen going on are people who are trying to teach other people um, things and then be able to take questions and stuff. So it's kind of like having like a, a zoom call for people, like a virtual seminar sort of thing. Um, so like, I, I see why people like that. I just don't have any desire to like jump in and be a part of that because I don't want to devote my time to that. And also like, it is audio and like I can listen to audio very well. Um, that's why I like podcasts and, you know, audiobooks and stuff because I can do dishes and just listen to audio. What I can't do is do dishes, listen to audio, and then also comment and participate and be active as a speaker while I'm doing that. And uh, also I am stuck at home with my wife and children. So they are always around me. I can't just like go and start having conversations with random people all day throughout the day and also it's super hard to it's super hard to like jump into like a live thing if i'm trying to do work or like if i'm editing or anything like that because the cognitive power it takes because i know that i can't rewind and listen back to things like i have to be there and i have to be present in order to get anything from it so it's just it's, it demands a lot of my attention and i just don't want to give it all of that attention. So that's why I don't like it, but it's perfectly fine and reasonable for other people to like it and to get a lot out of it. So the question is, 
I just learned this this week that people make money on TikTok. Yeah. I'm not on TikTok. I've never used TikTok, but uh, apparently people make a shitload of money. Yeah, just like on Instagram. On TikTok. And Twitter. Yeah. Didn't know any of that either. Um, you just like say, hey, buy my shit. <laughs> That's what's... This This is where things are going with Clubhouse already because I've joined a few different so rooms. So that's my question is like, how can I okay. make money on Clubhouse? <laughs> I've joined a few different rooms and basically the way I've seen people using Clubhouses is the way I've been seeing people use um, Zooms for like the last year where it's like, jump into my free virtual seminar or whatever and I'm going to lay out to you for free my five top marketing tips and then you jump in and they go through and they give like these really kind of like tips that are kind of obvious and vague and generic, obvious, yeah. vague and generic. And then at the end they're like, but if you want more. And so the way I've mostly been seeing people use clubhouse is as a way to market themselves to other people. And I feel like the information I've been receiving in the few clubhouses I've been in has been like this, like wishy washy, boring kind of stuff that it's like, I could get this anywhere literally anywhere i could tap on a facebook any one of a million facebook ads i'm served up every time i get on that app and you know i could tap on that and get all that information in their little blog post that's going to end with a and tap this link to sign up for my mailing list and get even more or tap this link to sign up for my patreon and get even more and so i just to me it's like a it's like a huge like tease like the whole platform and everything it's like hey um we might have good information we probably don't let's be honest but jump jump on in and you know sometimes the thing i see people do with like clubhouse and other things like that is they actually give really good information and like whatever they do on the thing and then they're like just tap this thing to like sign up and pay me 10.99 a month or whatever it is and you can get access to everything. And then like when you get access to everything, you're like, they put everything they knew in their free thing that they gave out <laughs> and everything else that they're like trying to teach and this other thing, it's like worthless. So I don't know. I, I, I have a lot of problems with that kind of like marketing, the like freemium sort of, uh, the thing. Freemium. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. We here at Wedding Photo Hangover, we don't do a freemium thing. If you listen to our podcast and you like it, and then you go and sign up for our Patreon, you will find content that is very similar to what you're already getting here on the podcast, just more of it. That's all it is. And that's that's what I like. It's like you, you see what you're going to get, you know what you're going to get, and boom, it's there. And as you might guess, we are not doing well with the Patreon. <laughs> We, we, we got to start using some of these sleazeball tactics. You know what I'm saying, Dustin? Come on. Get, get us in there. Uh, that's why we're joining the clubhouse, yeah. folks. We're trying to welcome to Mickey Mouse's club. I mean, wedding photo hangover clubhouse edition. Uh, if you're on clubhouse and you're getting value out of it, you're enjoying it. Um, don't write me. <laughs> I don't care. I think it's a worthless thing and I think it'll fizzle out very soon. So that's just how I feel. The big thing, if clubhouse wants to stick around, clubhouse wants to stick around is, uh, people aren't just going to keep using it to do basically free education for a very long time. And the people who are, you know, building up these big rooms and growing, they're going to want a way to either start charging people to be in their rooms or they're going to move somewhere else. Like, 
I mean, a lot of these people who I've seen running these clubhouse rooms are people who are already doing like virtual workshops and stuff that you can attend. And so I know they're using it mostly as a marketing tool, but they're also kind of exploring the bounds of it right now. And it's like, if you could move to like an audio only marketing tool, I see this thing maybe having more legs than it has right now, but I just don't see a lot of people who are like clamoring to do like the live immediate sort of stuff just because I feel like I'm a part of a lot of different like podcast groups and stuff like that, that'll do live Facebook events and stuff. And when you look at it, it's like 1% of the total people who listen to the podcast and have joined like their Facebook groups who will actually jump on for like a live like event that they do. And I mean, that's good. Cause that's your, like your super dedicated fans or whatever. Those are the fans you really want, you know, like when you're, when you're looking at like your marketing and everything, but it's also like, not viable as like a strategy going forward <laughs> if you're just doing that kind of stuff right. for free. So that's why Patreon exists because when you have people who are like super fans and you can say, and I'm going to do this thing and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking a lot about like business stuff, business, business, business. Um, let's, uh, let's head over to the drone zone real quick. Do you want to, you want to take a trip to this <gasps> drone zone with me or did you have more thoughts on clubhouse? <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Welcome to the drone zone. I hate you so much. You know, I went back and added, which is a room in Clubhouse. You know, I went back and added the Mavic uh, turn on sound because you suggested it. Just a genius, Steve. Literally, I'm just sitting here. <sighs> yep. So for every single episode we put out in the future that has a drone sound, the little intro will uh, have a little. I love it. Oh. I'll have to start actually listening oh, to this yeah. podcast. So, can I find it on Clubhouse? <laughs> you can find it on I am the Sam's Instagram. <laughs> That's right. The uh, real reason can we take I am, his can we take the his real reason I am the Sam is gone off Instagram is because we stole it. We paid Instagram for it. Oh, don't say that. They'll well, first we us. had to lie and say he was in the Capitol. <laughs> Once we got that through. So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. Okay, Dustin, now we're in the drone zone proper. And Dustin, that Sony drone that we've been talking about that they announced that they're going to make... It now has a release timeline. That's right, Dustin. It's coming out this spring. So before June 20th, 22nd, whenever spring ends here in America. How, how, how does that make you feel? You, you going to sell that uh, DJI stuff you got? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you're going full in on AirPeak. Going all the way. Dustin, did you have a chance to like look over the thing at all? As far as like what they announced nope. or anything like that. Okay, so nope. they didn't really give like a lot of information on like what the drone would like, how it would function and stuff like that. But they did post like some photo and video type stuff. Um, and they did that on Twitter and everything. And you can see it's like a drone with like legs coming down off of it. And then there's like a Sony camera on a gimbal underneath it. So what this would mean... If you know, is that they might release a gimbal yeah. too? <laughs> so it's a it's a rectangular central body with a gimbal that hangs below it, where a Sony Alpha camera can sit. But what it means is you'll be able to get a lot higher quality 
photos and videos than you would with, say, like a Mavic or even a Phantom. It's, this uh, looks like it's trying to be more of like a... Um, that is looking like it's trying to be more of like a inspire inspire so yeah if if sony could drop down the cost of like an inspire and make that cheaper that'd be pretty awesome yeah but you know how heavy and like powerful this Mm, thing would have to be in order to pull an a7 III. Oh yeah tell me tell me about that power baby come on but then if you scroll down in the post there's like something that looks more like a DJI type. Tell me about that. Yeah, t- t- tell you about the one that looks more like a DJI type. Oh, so that so it has built-in cameras that you would use to yep. navigate the drone. You wouldn't actually be able to see what the camera sees. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So you're reading the uh, article now that I sent to you. Is that what you're doing? You're you're just reading it on air. This is this is a great audio. This is why people tune into our podcast. Well, they don't come for our hot takes on why Sam heard Moss's Instagram. <laughs> but you can find him on I am the Sam at parlor.com, I believe. <laughs> and if he's not there, he'll be on Gab. <laughs> oh, Stevie Poo. Oh, oh. oh. We can just write him off as someone so who will, will never buy- come on the podcast. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so will you will you buy one of these drones? They have to be super expensive. Ah, uh, no. Hell no. <laughs> you think I have that kind of money? You think I have that kind of money? You just got a Sony. You might as well get a droney for your Sony. So the cool thing is it has uh, it has legs, like when it's on the ground, you know? But when it flies up into the air... So it can also walk. <laughs> when it flies up into the air, the legs actually lift. So... Could- yeah, I just can imagine, like, you're at a wedding, and you're like... Real quick, guys, we just got to get this quick drone shot. And you like pull off your backpack, which is the drone. Your backpack literally is the drone. And you like put the legs down like a freaking like Star Wars type character. And you're like, hold on, let me take this $3,000 camera real quick. Um, Let me put this on the drone. We're going to just throw this thing up that looks like it could be a militarized death machine. And uh, yeah, just kind of walk through this narrow alley Oh, you can't hear me over this giant drone? I don't know. Just, I don't think this is going to fly the way. At least not for, like, consumer, like, wedding and, like, the kind of films we make. I could see, like, commercial people being, like, all over this. But that's, like, such a small percentage of the market. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same reason why wedding photographers don't use professional cameras. (laughs) That's why we're all on point yeah. and shoots. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Like for reals. Yeah, because no professional would ever, or professional wedding photographer would ever want professional gear. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they did not list a price, but I mean, based on the design of this thing, it's got to be expensive, right? It's got to be. It's got to be like Inspire levels. Oh, it's got a gimbal. It's expensive. Uh, I mean, the batteries alone are probably going to be like 200 bucks a pop for the well, I mean, look, looking at probably the design of the batteries. thing probably that a square l- box thing on top that's got to just be a battery right <laughs> you just pop that whole thing's a yeah, battery you just press like two buttons on the side and it pops right off and you put a new one on well unless it's like a couple of mice that are like running on a and wheel for people who are just listening who aren't going to check this out um the thing that i'm saying might be the battery like the square boxy thing on top it's like twice as big as the Sony Alpha camera they have hanging below. It's very just, large. Just picture 
just picture like when you watch The Mandalorian and he's got that backpack that's like a jetpack. That's what this yeah. looks like. Yeah. Huge. All right, Dustin, we should do some Q&A. We've been going pretty long. It's been so long since we talked, but it's also been so nice to talk. I, know, Steve. I love you. It's like a bearded dragon. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve... From Peterfoot and our very own Facebook group. So we decided we would rebrand for 2021 and try and hit a market with a higher budget. Any tips or advice would be greatly appreciated. Indulgence Weddings, Indulgence Boudoir are the uh, the brand like markets that they're going. Th- those are their marketing names from Peterfoot. Peterfoot's an Australian, so... Gotcha. So, Peter, um, here in Indiana, middle of the U.S. somewhere, where where we live, um, the word indulgence typically is referred to like food. Mm, Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, like, when I think of, like, indulgence, I'm, like, thinking, like, chocolate, peanut butter combined together to make a Reese-ly, Delisely Reese cup in my ballot. Get in my belly, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like Anyways, it's a wedding um, that I just want to smear all over my body, you know? <laughs> I just want to open that cream up and I just want to lubricate and indulge in all of the essence of pita foot. Um, <clears throat> sorry, wow. I digress. The podcast is but, getting uh, hot. Oh, <laughs> Woo! Fan me down, Steven. Give me some sweet tea. Um... Yeah, I don't know if indulgence wedding would be the direction I would go. Um, I think you can have a high-end look and feel without using like a high-end type name in your branding. Mm-hmm. Because then it starts to look and feel generic in my mind. Whereas if you were like Fute Weddings and like all of your type and your website all like spoke to a sort of classy like look at high-end restaurants and high-end hotels and kind of like mirror what they're doing with what you're doing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. go go that route you don't see hotels going like indulgence hotels and suites yeah Yeah. Uh uh-huh indulgence eight we only have eight rooms. Oh, okay. How okay, many okay. Super 8s have you been to? And you said, and they're like, you're in room 232. And you're like, I was under the impression you only had eight rooms. I want one of the Super 8s. <laughs> there are eight Super rooms in the Super 8. The rest are garbage. I want one of these Super 8 rooms. Forget the rest. Exactly. You are founded on eight rooms. Give me one of the super ones. The super eight rooms make up the cornerstones of this hotel building, <laughs> motel building, whatever. I demand the cornerstone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This hotel looks far bigger than eight rooms to me, sir. <laughs> Uh, you know, Peter, I'm looking, I love indulgence personally. I don't know why Dustin doesn't like it. Uh, but if, if you wanted to take Dustin's advice and maybe look for like a different name, uh, I did hear I am the Sam is available on Instagram and that <laughs> sticks with starting with an I. Just so doubling down on this. <laughs> committed to the bit. You are committed to the bit. Yeah, I commit. I commit to the bit. 
the bit and I commit. <laughs> Don't lose your shit. Apparently. Don't throw a fit. I commit. This will be the true test of if Sam listens, which we all know he does. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. oh. I like indulgence boudoir though. I think you could go with that because, like, I think people are already kind of self conscious when they're like thinking boudoir, but they're like, when I think indulgence again, I think food. So I'm like, oh, he's okay if I indulged at that buffet last week because that's what his brand is all about with the indulgence boudoir where we eat you. We eat you. Yes. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Did I say I am the Sam was what you should go with? I misspoke. You should go with Army Hammer. Weddings and Army Hammer Boudoir. He's a cannibal, Dustin. Do you not read the gossip rags? I don't follow cannibals on Twitter, Steve, so I'm a little out of the loop. Apparently, he has been sending DMs to women on Instagram saying things like, Look, I don't want to play around. I would indulge on you. I want to take a bite out of your arm. Or I'm thinking about cutting off one of your toes and stuff like that. Like just real, real horrible stuff. But really leaning into like the, I want to taste you, drink your blood and eat you. Like we were talking about earlier with the church stuff. <laughs> Think about it. Indulge mm. in the blood of your lovers <laughs> with Army Hammer. <laughs> Boudoir. Mm. So, how about some real advice for Peter, Steve? Got any real advice? Um, I, I actually, like I said earlier, I like Indulgence Weddings. I like Indulgence Boudoir. Uh, I feel like Indulgence as a brand works better for Boudoir because, as Dustin was saying, Indulgence kind of uh, makes it feel like you're you're giving yourself a treat or something that you shouldn't normally have. And I think most people relate Indulgence with food, like Dustin was saying, or with sex. And while while I know a lot of people say boudoir isn't about, you know, sex, it's about making women feel better about themselves and uh, feel beautiful and stuff. Um, like, let's let's just say it like this coming from a middle aged <laughs> white man, uh, you know, boudoir is about being sexy, too. You know, that's part of it. So I feel like indulgence boudoir really works really well. I like that a lot. Indulgence weddings, I don't feel like works as well but if you're keeping your branding consistent across the two brands i think it's good enough um why not just have one brand and call it the indulgence just the and weddings and just call it the indulgence and then people be like is it a strip club is it a buffet click the link to find out boom seo gold oh that's bad advice Howie from a random Facebook group did ask this. I accidentally offended a professional photographer by oh, one of presses. my posts. Howie, did you possibly insinuate that Sam Hurd was in the Capitol building in one of your posts? Howie <laughs> is not a pseudonym for Stephen Okay, sorry. My bad. <clears throat> okay. I accidentally offended a professional photographer by one of my posts where I said I didn't charge for my creative stuff, which is me shooting, you know, friends and being creative. I don't shoot weddings because a lot of my friends are wedding photographers and it's how they make a living. 
I don't shoot portraits because I have friends who make a living doing that. Just trying to be respectful to the people and how they make a living. I shoot some commercial work in London and charge for that, but already see I might offend photographers in London. So here's a thought to think about. Should all hobby photographers be shot in their bodies? Be displayed outside the town gates as a warning to others from picking up a camera? Yes. The answer is yes. I like that we did an Australian question and now a UK question. And like the, the amount of accent I was expecting to get from you by putting those two questions first in our Q&A, uh, you really haven't lived up to it. I was expecting so much more accent. I... Uh, <clears throat> I accidentally offended a professional <laughs> okay, no, photographer let's address by the question. one of my posts. Okay? Let's address the question. Please, Steve, address the question. I think that, yeah, all photographers should be shot. All hobby photographers and their bodies be displayed outside the town gates as a warning to keep others from picking up a camera. I think that is a reasonable thing, conclusion for Howie to come to, because we need to protect and how we Steve's make the money right now. Is metaphorically shot by taking down their Instagram account <laughs> like the ho- biggest hobbyist I am, Sam Hurt. <laughs> Got him, boys. <laughs> the Sam Heard Burn episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, but we should shoot them, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this re- how, how is this a question? Like, uh, so, so the question is, so how he takes some hobby photos that apparently come across creative and people like them and obviously they're decent because he does commercial work in London and he charges for that, uh, but he's like just for fun photos, he doesn't charge for. See, it's confusing um, and, and people, convoluted because every photographer has a friend somewhere that they've done free photos for before, or they've had like a creative niche or itch, not a niche, a creative itch they needed to scratch, a scratch itch. I have lots of yeah. itches that need scratched. <laughs> wow. This episode's so sexy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, everybody has a creative itch they need to scratch sometimes. So everybody will, from time to time, do something for themselves, for fun, for free. And that does not kill the market. It's when you start, when people start saying stuff like, I need photos done for free, and people just, like, grab onto it because they just, they want exposure or whatever. Or they think doing work for free will lead to paid gigs someday and, like... That kind of stuff can devalue the market, but also like when you don't have any experience and you're not good at whatever it is you're shooting, how do you get experience if you don't put yourself out there and maybe do things for free or for cheaper than they should be? So in response to this question, I think that it's not just hobby photographers that should be shot. It's all photographers. If we just start shooting all photographers then there won't be very many photographers left alive. So we could charge a lot more for our services. You know, I'm just looking at this from a very pragmatic viewpoint. If we kill each other, there will be less of us 
which means we charge the more money. Photo Hunger yeah. Games. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I mean, but it's also like I've been practicing. I've my heard bow and from arrow. a lot of people that they are getting out of the wedding photography business because COVID has ruined their business and stuff. And you know what? I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing people raising their prices. If anything, I'm seeing people still lowering their prices, still saying they'll do stuff for much cheaper than they would have done in the past. And. Uh, so I guess maybe shooting other photographers doesn't solve our problems. So yeah, I've actually thought of that. Like I'm seeing in bigger markets where the cancellations are a little bit more heavy. Uh, a lot of photographers are getting out of the game. And so I'm like wondering if like, this is my opportunity to move. Oh, sorry. What? Where, <laughs> how are you going to sell your house? Your custom built house just for you. Who else in their right mind would want that thing? Someone with my right mind. <laughs> oh, or maybe they could have your left mind and you just hold him up to a mirror to look into at the house. Yeah. Now we now mm-hmm. we're now we're cooking. Yeah. Oh Marson from a random Facebook group. I was called photographer that's f-a-u-x photographer by a really angry guy in the group like the feller was literally seething for some reason what do you think it means to be a photographer that's spelled f-a-u-x photographer for those of you out there listening um to be a photographer uh well i would suggest going to the I am Sam Instagram page, but not getting funnier. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying, Steve. It's like throwing darts at a dartboard. And if you just keep Um, missing, you just keep throwing (laughs) to miss. Yeah. You know, you don't make the shots. You don't miss. You don't, you never get the shots. If you, I don't know. Michael Jordan had a quote. It's something a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Damn it. it that's was what Wayne it was. Gretzky. That's who they Same attribute the quote thing. to. <laughs> but yeah. Oh. Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, they all played baseball. You miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't wildly throw over your shoulder with your eyes closed in the near vicinity of maybe a dartboard or maybe the bar. <laughs> who knows? You, maybe the you, could, the bar. you could get the triple 20 or... You could stabby, uh, you know, that cute girl that you've been wanting to talk to. And that, now you got a date, you know, it's a, it's a ride to the, to, to the hospital and then possibly to the jail cell for you. But yeah, that's something. What's, what's an insurance What plan? is it? What is um, it? I don't know. So a don't rob me. faux photographer is somebody who's obviously not a real photographer. They are kind of like you have faux leather and real leather you would be like pleather mm-hmm. um that's what this uh, guy is insinuating about you so i would snap back with hells yeah i'm a photographer i'm the best real photographer out there mm-hmm. yeah that's how you'd respond back you wouldn't do like a miss, like you could misread this. You'd be like, I'm a photographer. That's right. <laughs> Post a bunch of photos of foxes. Or you could be like, I'm a photographer. Maybe like maybe I only shoot, maybe learn how to spell I fox. only shoot photos of my enemies. These are my foes. How did you know? 
I thought I shot them so well. And again, it's all photos of foxes because I assume this person lives on a farm and has a lot of chickens. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. If you love the show and you love these two faux casters, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin and my man is at Mm. Dustin underscore McKibben, and I'm at Stephen Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group you should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover. If you want more content, head over to our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH or Stephen Dustin saves the world.com. Is that still redirecting or do we know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for listening. Not? We'll see you next time. Your head is pounding. Your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next week after you shoot another wedding, another wedding. Dun, dun, dun. Dustin, I killed a brand. Dun, 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 dun. I killed a brand. What? So you remember back in the day, Jen and Michaela were doing like a video series thing? Uh Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I can can finally buy that domain now? Yeah, you can. That's what I meant by killed a brand. I mean, I finally stopped renewing the domain because it's a waste of money. (laughs) I see. I have have an obsession with domains. I own about 80 different domain names. For those of um, you listening, that's at least $800 a year. And I auto renew those suckers every single year. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to save myself the 11.99 <laughs> this year and uh, not re-up that domain that we're not using and haven't used in uh, a very long time. <sighs> I loved that concept. I really felt like those girls could uh, could have done something great with that time. I mean, they, they stopped doing it because they both, you know, we're going to have babies and stuff, and they just ran out of time. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's yeah. hard when you live like at the time we also live like an hour away from Michaela. And it's just like, how, how do you get together to shoot? And then you have to have the two people who are in the shot and also me, the third person who's doing video or that one time when you came and did video and like, it's just a lot of work, man. Oh, I know, baby. I mean, we barely keep it together and we're doing a virtual podcast. Yeah. Yeah. A virtual podcast. <laughs> I mean, we're not podcasting at together at the same time. We each record independently off of a script of what the other one said, and then <laughs> That's why we it's put a, them together. So well put together. When our listeners listen, they're like, "Wow, it really sounds like this is scripted and well written and thought out ahead of time." Like, I totally mm-hmm. bought into it when Dustin did that. Like. 500th I am the Sam joke and then Steve made fun of him for trying to push the joke when it was dead and should have been dead for a while because Steve felt like he'd already pushed it way too hard and way too far yeah Mm -hmm. and they just assume Steve is the writer for the show so he clearly (laughs) wrote the joke for Dustin to Butcher so that he could then later make fun of Dustin in the script and Dustin would know this because he doesn't ahead read the scripts ahead of time. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. 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 That's exactly how it works. Yeah.
Dustin so actually good. doesn't even listen so to good. me while he's recording because I record my bits first mm-hmm. and I just tell Dustin, like, you have 15 seconds to get in these words I wrote out for you. And then he records those bits on mm-hmm. his own. Um, and he just, he doesn't even like do any of the hard work. He just puts it on mute when I'm supposed to be talking and then unmutes for himself to talk so he can hear himself through his own headphones. He loves that sound. And then as soon as he's done, mm-hmm. boom, it's a good back sound. on mute again. It's a great sound. It's like velvet. Yeah, it is. <sighs> so what's new with you, Steve? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you looking at? What are you doing? Um, You're obviously not yeah, working. No, I'm not working. That's right. No, I got tons of stuff I'm trying to edit and get out. Mostly videos. Um, but Jen and I, we just watched Bridgerton, which sucked. I mm-hmm. did not like it very much at all. It's the talk of the town. So we're what? like, we have to watch it. Talk Everybody else loves it. And it's just like, no, it's really boring and I don't care and I don't like these characters and I was told it would be like Gossip Girl in Victoria in England and I was like sounds That's cool exactly and then I watched like. it and I was like oh man this really doesn't work I guess I was barely into Gossip Girl <laughs> so <laughs> I guess that maybe should have been a selling point for me uh, we, I, we enjoyed it my wife really likes period piece uh, movies and shows. So and the gratuitous sex episodes. She really liked it. That's what <laughs> I like. She's not really into that. Oh. Um, but sh- I found it fascinating that Shonda kind of crafted this sort of rewriting of history to change black history, mm-hmm. if you will. And I thought that was really cool to kind of showing like what could have been had we not had like scum around back then that treated people unfairly. Um, And so that I thought was kind of really like a unique thing. I'd never seen in uh, a fictional period piece movie where, you know, like I think Hamilton kind of did like uh, opened our eyes to the idea of displaying black people in traditional white roles, but Shonda took it a step farther by creating a show that essentially fictionalized the entirety of history by saying that, uh, you know, King of England married a black woman, which then kind of changed the whole course of black lives. And I mean, it's such a subplot and such a sort of insignificant element that's sort of like, but at the same time, such like a big part of the show, it's just kind of cool. This sort of like underlying elements like that, that are in the show. Yeah. But all Steve saw was like, uh, sex and lies, like mm, gossip, not really into that. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm not really into that kind of stuff except, uh, the queen's wigs. Oh my gosh. Oh, those the wigs were fantastic. I could watch the queen just like show up in different wigs all day long. That character was that, that character was aces. Yeah. The guy who plays the Duke, uh, I really enjoyed him in the show he was in prior to this which was a legal show on, I think, like Fox or ABC, where he was like this district attorney. And I'm assuming that show must have got canceled, being that he's now in this show. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought he was the phenomenal, like, he's got like that really um, fast-paced dialogue yeah. thing down. He's he's really good at that. Um, reminded me of somebody who would be really good in like West Wing. 
That's another show that it just boring, boring, bro. You, you don't like West no, Wing? It's boring. What? Like first season of West Wing's good, and then like what is the second season with the assassination attempt? And it's just like everything just felt downhill after that. And I was just like, ah, oh, I don't care anymore. Uh, I've watched the first season again. I don't care about any of the rest of it. And then what's his face? Uh, Rob Lowe left, and I was just like, ah, oh, hey. Turns out I only really cared about but his the, character. The rest of them, not so much. I like the bald guy. The bald guy's pretty great. He's like grumpy the whole time. and Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think West Wing, definitely on my top 10, like best shows of all time. West Wing. Have you heard of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, comedies? <laughs> Yeah, there's comedies oh, on my list too, but West Wing, as far as oh, political dramas, oh, as go, far as political dramas go, because name one other political drama. <laughs> Scandal, I guess I would call that a political drama. But then they have to. Oh, like, I saw you reaching for what you really like, wanted to say, but you feel like you can't say anymore <laughs> what, because of the scumbag that? who was the star of that show. This is a house of, of maybe apprentice? cards or something? Oh, House of Cards. <laughs> We're watching the new season right now on CNN. <laughs> oh, Veep. Now there's a political show I could get behind. Never, never could really get behind Veep. Veep's so good. So good. I think it's because I can't get past Elaine. Like, I was just such a big Seinfeld fan that, Weren't like, we seeing her, yeah, seeing her in any other role is hard for me. It was hard for like, me to get behind uh, Tony Hale because, like, I was such a big Arrested Development fan. Arrested but Development. then I was like, yeah, I never "Oh wait, Arrested he's just playing basically the same character." Okay, that's cool. He plays the same character <laughs> in everything. It's a very funny character. I like it a lot. Ah, oh. yeah. Now, are you watching anything else? No. What, what else have you uh, gotten your your grubby I, little mitts into besides Bridgerton? I just started um, uh, Blacklist. Oh, yeah. I've heard that's good. I watched it like many moons ago when it first came on. And then it was like one of those shows Karina and I watched together before we had kids. And then we had kids. And then we kind of stopped watching it. We got like a couple seasons behind. And and then I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm sure he's her dad. Like... The whole show is just, you know, like, come on, you got it. He's got to be her dad. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, literally, the entire plot line is like, who is he? Like, it's got to be your dad. So, finally, like, the curiosity got to me the other night, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna. Netflix keeps trying to suggest it to me, so I'm gonna watch it and see if. Spoiler alert, he's your dad. So we'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> You're going to spoil this show for me. What was the name of the yeah, show again? Exactly. Okay. Blacklist. Yeah. yeah. With James Spader, right? Yeah. Oh, he does have a, a very, very good voice. He's like an older Stephen Van No, no I wouldn't yeah. say that. Uh, no, he's, uh, I, I like him as an actor. Remember when he was on uh, The Office? I, I never watched The Office. Wow. Wow. I know. Hot take. Hot take. Never watched Parks and Rec. 
Let me go on. You want me to go on? Ever watch? Wait for it. Wait for it. Never watched Community. Whoa. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Don't lose your shit. Don't throw a fit. I commit. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee.